from Ennui. This is Ennui Talk. You can support the show and other Ennui projects by subscribing to Ennui Plus on Patreon. But for now, sit down and enjoy. Is it the, the getting the mood, the space, Get, getting the zone? Getting in the zone. We're getting in the zone for a new episode of Ennui Talk. I love yeah. starting it with that little, oh, little, little cash. Oh, I know it. That was nice. Um, Leon Leshnik, this is your second episode. Second episode of the main podcast. Oh, we've done yeah, a, yeah. We did an Omni Writers Room, which is um, probably coming out in, I don't know, I think it might be all bit. I think it's out this week by the time this comes out, I think. Something like that. So yeah, well, it'll, it'll be there sometime. It'll be there. Yeah. Um, we are... I'm actually going to go and actually start this again because I'm just going to turn my thing down a little bit because it's hitting the red <laughs> and I don't want it to peak too much, that's all. Gotcha, gotcha. Such a good segue too. <laughs> okay, so we're all good. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to introduce us again and we're going to be all, all good. Uh, yeah, okay. Right. For fuck's sake. Um, welcome right. back to the only... <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll do the segue again. So, yeah, get in the zone. you got to get in the zone. Yeah. Oh yes, that was a great segue. We definitely haven't started this twice. Welcome uh, back to the podcast. Yeah, that was Fuck the first you. time. <laughs> that was the first run. Oh, the first run. Liam Leshnick, you are back on the podcast. Your second episode, your first yes. filmed one, which is, and I just hit my cord right in front of me. I'm still getting oh. used to this new set. Um, it's getting there little bit by little bit. You'll um, get there. You'll get it. How's things? Let's just start off with like you know, good old casual. How's things, Liam? Oh well, stuff's all right. I guess uh, life's pretty hectic. Oh, school! I go back tomorrow, so oh, Monday. You do too, don't you? Monday the whatever day, Monday the eleventh. I go back. Are um, you excited to go back to school? No, Why wouldn't you? Not at all. I hate that place with a passion. I really do. <laughs> it's, do you, it's not do you think many people like school? Like, obviously, I think you can enjoy being around people. And I think you can enjoy some aspects of class. But do you think people actually like like getting up at, at in the morning and going to school to oh, yeah. learn? And like this, the thing is, like you're not okay. Out of out of you do six subjects right now or five? Oh God, hold on. Let me let me. Okay, so English standard, legal mm. studies, modern mm. history, mm. drama, music. What else? Uh, S O R one because I'm Catholic school, <laughs> and I think that's it. So six subjects overall. So out of those six subjects, how many of them do you love, and how many of out of them do you love or enjoy? Do you if think? okay, so straight off the bat, I would have said drama, music, and English. But the music program that school does is dog shit. To, to elaborate, it's why is it dog oh, shit? Oh, it's so bad, like. It's probably the same everywhere, but I don't like how they. I don't like how school teaches music in general. So basically, what uh, music to me is just something you can enjoy. It's something you can mess around with, have a bit of fun, and then if you're lucky, maybe make a career out of it. School, on the other hand, is like no, no, no. We don't want you to make good music. We want you to make good music on a technical level. So I want you to cram as much technical skill as you can into this one little section, and I want you to analyze the absolute shit out of it. It's not about expression. It's about theory and pen on paper, 
and it's it's so stupid. It really well, is. What about drama? Is drama very creative, or oh, is it yeah. more? Yeah, drama is very very um different. You like for I I did I started drama in year nine because that's when you mm. choose your electives and you start doing. It. I've been doing it since year nine. Okay, I was doing it beforehand, but like not in school. Um, yeah. But drama, you can. It is much more um free. Like you can, yeah. Basically, you cover different types of uh, acting almost. Like you mm-hmm. do melodrama and children's theatre, and like I just did verbatim theatre, which is like documentary. Um, and you, we look back at some uh, major figures in drama, like Stanislavski. He invented um, the method acting, which is uh, freaking uh, what's his name, Joaquin Phoenix's Joker's Joker, pretty much. Yeah, that's I like that, that whole thing. Yeah. Um, so we do we do all that over the course of so many years, and uh, you study different plays according to the um, topic. So if you do an verbatim, we did um, talking to terrorists. Mm-hmm. It's actually a really really cool play. I, I kind of didn't get it. I just kind of flowed with the work and wrote all the stuff down. <laughs> but it was it was a uh, verbatim is really cool because it is documentary and everything has been said in real life. Okay, you can't, you can't orientate that or anything. Hmm. And uh, major work so much better anyway because um you can choose literally whatever you want. See that's good. Yeah. With music, music, is it is it sort of like that or is it music? It's narrowed down. So you have four. So you have your core, which is um it has to be performance. So you have to do at least one performance in music. The other three really? is your electives. So your core is whatever song or whatever. Yeah, your electives. You then have your core and elective one have to be of the same topic. So, I think it's an instrument in its repertoire. So, if you're playing guitar, it has to be all centered about guitar. Mm. Like, and you have to do a piece about guitar. Yeah, whatever. The second and the third one, the third elective is, um, like, you could do popular music. You could do jazz. You could do musical theater. You could do rock. You can do metal. You can do all these other things, yeah? But the first two have to be the exact same. You can, you can do all four performances, mm. um, but you could also do... Viva Voce, which is like... Yeah. Yeah, I like them. I really do. I vaguely remember what a Viva Voce is. Just yeah. r- just remind me. So, it's like... It's like... They say it's a discussion. It's more... You give the teacher a summary sheet of all mm-hmm. the stuff you want them to ask. And then if you're lucky, maybe they'll ask you those questions and you can answer them. With examples and stuff. You have to prove... You have to make up a hypothesis and then prove it. Can you it's give really me an example? Strange. Oh, so you could be like, oh God, I did one oh, two years ago, one year ago, like, a while ago, and I was doing it on musical theatre and I was like, oh, the differences in uh, a musical theatre song is so much more better expressed uh, if you view the, the video along with the audio instead of just the audio, Some, something stupid like that. Okay, interesting. And then you've got to give examples and proof points and whatnot. But, and then you can do... yeah. You could make your own. No, yeah, you can. Um, musicology, which is you can uh, make your own song. But um, did many people do that? Oh God, no, because apparently it has to be like God tier level, like an orchestra. Oh, you're kidding. Yeah, so it's not as simple as just writing a song, playing it on your one instrument, and you know that's what I mean. It's stupid because it's like oh, you can do musicology. However, it has to be like Bach tier, and you know. Beethoven levels and it's, 
So what? That's that's see. That's what I don't like. Like okay, okay. If you pick your song and you perform your song and it can be good and you perform it technically well for that song, but if you write a song, it has to be like extremely technical. Like I don't understand why. Um, like what is good songwriting? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So that's the thing. Yeah, and all the teachers would be like, "This is good songwriting. This isn't. This is lazy. Whatever." It's like, no, maybe it's not lazy. Maybe it's simple for a fact that it just sounds good the way it is. Like, how many pop songs and popular songs and whatever are crazy complicated? There's not many. Not not many. No, not many at all. They're very, very simple. But at the same time, I think there's there is simple. There are simple songs that are well written, whether that's lyrically or. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't yeah, think it has yeah. to be extravagant. I think it just needs to be a good song that, you know, follows the basic rules and is, and sounds good. Like, yeah. I, do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, I get, like, we had to do theory, yeah. Um, mm. And I had to analyse three bits of music a week. <laughs> I've been putting it off all day. I'm, <laughs> I'm sitting, I've got the folder next to me. I'm just, I'm looking at it. I've only done, like, three quarters of one. And they take Jeez. me so long. They take me so long to do. But, um... <laughs> You have to analyze it and you have to analyze it so stupidly and go into every nook and cranny. And I'm like, I don't really care about that stuff. Can I just like this song for the sheer fact that it's good? So, what are you doing for your, Matt? Like, your four? Are you doing mo- more before? I, uh, okay, what are you doing for your performance? Okay, so before I say, I don't enjoy singing anymore. <laughs> I you don't really enjoy don't. Singing anymore. Nah. No. I, I wish I did not do music at school mm. right now because it is not enjoyable at all i am god i'm doing a uh, a spanish version of my way by frank sinatra interesting which is it's it sounds cool but i don't enjoy it (laughs) i did when i started not so much anymore when you analyze it's like how you don't enjoy like sorry sorry to interrupt but like when you do you read a book in english yeah you know you might really enjoy that book but once you dissect it so many times yeah because there's a difference between practicing and doing it so much that you just bury it into the ground. You just get sick of it. You just get of sick of hearing it. But yeah, so that's my core performance. My mm. second one is uh, My Friends from Sweeney Todd. Because oh, I was like, I really like that movie, a musical. And I was like, I'm going to do a song from that. And that's like the one I picked straight away because I was like, that's probably the easiest one to do mm. um, because it's only like, you, there's two people in the song, but you can sing it one person, like easy. Yeah, okay, I'll get you. Um, my third one is one from the musical that we did. Mm. Um, it's a mashup between Come On Eileen and Don't Worry Be Happy. Okay, that's all right. Uh, I've got to extend it though, and that's not really fun. Cause Why is that? It's short. So, oh God. So basically, HSC Music, they say go for like three to five minutes per song. Jesus. Roughly. My Come On Eileen, Don't Worry Be Happy is like roughly like 2 minutes 30. So, I've got to like just push it that little bit further. Just beef it up that tiny yeah. bit. And like everyone's going, oh, you can do so well. And I'm like, I don't really want to do so well. I just want to do average. I don't really yeah. care. I just want to be done with it so I can leave school and then continue on with my life. Because school is basically a hindrance to me right now. I couldn't And that sounds less. bad. But yeah. And I was, in the, I was in the exact same boat. I think it's like, not that we're like, we're elite because we are creative people and we have bigger... <laughs> You know, whatever. Ambitious. But I think it's just... I think it's just... Sometimes they bear... They... I think it's a combination of the pressure that people put on you yeah. to succeed. And it's just like... And you... And, but there's so many examples of... 
not even just the higher education because you know realistically if you flopped and you still wanted to go to university you can get in you could do it many many other ways yeah but yeah. Uh, I don't know. I think it's just I, I understand the pressure, hundred percent. It's Especially, yeah. I don't like it at all. But you don't I, have long left. No, no. Uh, I, if I had my peas, oh, if I had my peas, I'd be in such a better position right now. But all this no. Corona stuff's happened, and it's literally I I don't have anywhere to go. I have to go to school because I can't progress my life. No. Um. Yeah. If I had my peas, I'd be going like I'd look into TAFE. Like I've looked in some stuff. Um, I'm not. I'm still not sure what exactly I want to do, but I, there's stuff I'm interested in. There's stuff I can afford and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, if I had my peas, I can go to TAFE. I can work at Macca's, still get money off that, and then study TAFE on the side. But no, I've got to go to school. Yeah, and I understand. deal with all that. Like, and yeah. I, I personally think that, like, you're already so close. You should just finish school. Yeah. But at the same time, like, I do. I, I get it. I get it. Hundred percent. I just don't um, want to do the exams. <laughs> oh, trust I me, do I didn't want to do the exams either. At the end of the day, I was like, okay, I'm here. I'm just going to finish. Like, I think I had like, there was like a period, I think it was like four months until like what would sort of be like around the final exam where it's like, I just mm. don't, I don't give a shit. Yeah. And like, I sort of went, oh, I'm going to go the easy way because my, I got into media communications, which I never ended up, I delayed for like four years through Charles Sturt yeah, University. Yeah. And I said, um, and I was with media communications, I could get into the course based on my schoolwork for year 11 and 12, oh, not yeah. based on my HSC result or my ATAR itself. Yeah, yeah. So I was lucky in that sense, but it's oh, like, and that I, gave me a bit I of wouldn't a... Be. <laughs> but that's the thing. I, I don't know. I think it's just like, because there's, I think once you get out of that, you can sort of go, okay, like this is the rest of my life. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like right now you're trapped in that system. And it's not like there's the worst system in the world because there's no. many, many good aspects and there's like, you know, you learn and all that sort of stuff. But I definitely get it. The pressure, it's a lot of pressure more it so is. than university. I think it is because I've, I've heard, I don't know. I think it's a different sort of pressure when you're at university. A hundred percent. Yeah. I got, um, I know a couple of people who are uh, studying at university mm. and they say like university's hard, but you pay for it. So it's like, you kind of yeah. signed up for it. I did not sign up to go to school. I didn't have a choice. If I, I, I would have, looking back on it now, I would have loved to go to the public school way. Mm. But no, I got to go to a private Catholic school. I oh. think it's, there's pros and cons. There, there definitely, is, definitely is. I hate, the school's so, oh. I, every I time they try and it, yeah. be a normal school, they try and be a normal, they try and push out, like they'll they'll do they'll say something to like the community, and I'm like, oh look, we're trying to be a normal school. It's not working. Yeah, I think it's like with a lot of those schools, it's like there's a lot of, I don't know. I think there's good and bad in a lot of schools, like yeah. the way they're run, and it's yeah. really hard. And like the thing is, at the end of the day, you can't change it. It's just, it is what it is. Yeah. It's fucking shit. It's, it's with like things with the government and stuff like that as well. Like I've had many conversations with people about um, how schools are run. And how, like, even, like, the education system itself is, like, I don't think that it it really supports the large majority of people. I think it's a small majority that sort of, you know, um, are able to thrive Mm. in that. But it's it's a lot of it, like, I guess, you know, to make a a long story short, it's, it's, you know, you read it and you repeat it in a lot of cases. You know what I mean? You don't really learn in a lot of, a lot of cases. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, well... I guess part of the school is that um, you you um you can 
interact with other people and you learn common sense through that. Mm. Yeah. Um, for that, I think that's like the biggest thing you can learn at school is not not the class or anything, you know, but just social skills and ex- life experiences. Well, that's what they say about university as well. They yeah. say, I remember Casey Neistat said on a, it was a, he did a Q&A with one of my favorite entrepreneurs, Gary Vaynerchuk. And he said, yeah. one of the questions was, should I go to university or not? And it was like, you know, he laid out his story, et cetera. And Casey said, if you know what you want to do and it, you don't need to go to university for it, don't go to university. But yeah. If you're not sure what you want to do and you sort of want to like experience things, go to university because it can be a very, it can help shape people and you can be around yeah. like-minded people in that yeah, sense. Yeah. Smart people because realistically only smart people go to university. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah, well, people are, who want to get better. Yeah. And that's exactly right. People who have, there are very rarely people who go to university who have yeah. nothing, like nothing yeah, at all. Like, I, I did not belong to university and I never had planned to go because it's just no, another, it's just more high school to me and I, I'm sick of it already. No, I understand <laughs> exactly what you mean. Um, I actually wanted to go back a little bit and I wanted to yes. tell you that, did you know that I did music in year 11? You have it? mentioned, yes, yes. Did Hold you on, know? I, what mm, year did you do year 12? I did year 12 in, so I'm 24 this year. Jesus. So that's six years ago. So that's God. 2014. I graduated. 2014. Where was I? Long time ago. I was in. You've been six. You've been six. Yeah, yeah, six. Which is year crazy six. to think. I feel like a. I feel like a. Is it pedophile? I'm not. Gro- it's not, <laughs> I'm not grooming. <laughs> no. I'm not grooming, but um, nah. but I I sang because I've always wanted to be. Um, I've always thought I had a decent voice, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Like not to like, pump myself up. I'm no, not. No, good. No, I'm not. Good. I'm not great. In uh, any sure stretch of imagination, are. I'm all right. And like, I've sort of like, you know, you can sort of see it. Like there's a few episodes of Marty where I was sort of like half saying like there's, yeah. um, and I, there's stuff it's there. Yeah. It's, it's, it's there. And that's exactly right. And I remember, you know, I think I only remember singing once in front of the teacher and I did it in the, in the, um, one of the back rooms cause I was too scared to do it in front of everyone else. Yeah. Yeah. And it was a, it was a fallout boy song actually. It was, um, Oh, I can't remember the name of the song. I think it's. I'm blanking on it right now. It was called Golden. That's what it was. And it was just piano and the lead singer, Patrick Stump, who has a very like wide range. Oh, yeah. Um, he is very, very good. Um, yeah. But I sort of, I don't know. I think I had stage fright sort of thing. And then like there's yeah. other aspects in like why I dropped it, blah, blah, blah. Like, I don't know. I, if I had to drop a subject, I should have dropped senior science. I think I would have enjoyed doing music more at yeah. the end of the day because I hated senior science. That class is a... I don't know, but at the other... At the other end of it, um, I think it was good having a blood subject. Like, it's a subject's like, you know, oh, I have yeah. to do a bit of the work, blah, blah, blah. But yeah, I don't need to focus. <laughs> that, well, that's exactly right. Yeah. I think you need to have a subject like that. In, like that, I scored all right. And it sort of, you know, it gave me an all right. ATAR. I don't I don't remember any of the stuff about anything mm-hmm. scientific whatsoever. But I think it's good to have that class that you can go in and just like, you know, if I get the work done, I get the work done. Um, mm-hmm. Like... Because they put so much pressure on you to achieve so well. It's like yeah. you know, we're going to we're going to school. What fucking thirty six hours a week? Plus, yeah. you could do all this homework and all these assignments. And some people yeah. don't have lives. I don't. I did not work until I finished year twelve either. I did not have yeah. a job until I finished year twelve. So I don't. It was very. You didn't have that out. I don't know how yeah. people did it. And that's the thing. I don't know how people did it. I don't know how people yeah. were able to go to school, work. And achieve high ATARs. Well, I really I, don't know how they did it. I like I like going to work. Like I'm on. I only do Friday and Saturday. Like on hmm. the uh, normal week, like school week. 
Yeah. And it's good because I'll I'll do my school and mm. Friday night I'll have clothes. And mm. it's just a it's a good way to just cut myself away from all that work. Yeah. And then I'll have Saturday night clothes. This is how it's working for me right now. Mm. I'll have the day like, oh no, I started at three uh, next week and then yesterday I did. So normally I just lay in bed or just chill and I just relax for a couple of hours then get up and go to work. Yeah. And then Sunday I sit down and I do well, some of the stuff, not all of it. Yeah. I do um, some of the stuff. And then Monday, back into it again. It's a good... Yeah, I think it's like you got to have that sort of... you got to have that time to like breathe. Even like sometimes like I like having to go to work to get yeah. away from doing Omni stuff because sometimes it's like... Because it is a creative thing. I think it is... It It's you a lot on your mind mindset. sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, and that's exactly right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's that's it. And I think it's like, you know, you just got to get through that HSC and then, mm. you know, the world's your oyster, I guess, in that oh, sense. I can't wait. No, I don't blame you. I don't blame you whatsoever. I just want my piece. I just want my piece. <laughs> oh, and that's the thing. With all this coronavirus, you can't... I can't do it. <laughs> you can't progress. And, and that's I can, fucking I shit. Can't, I can drive a car. I can drive. But they're like, no, you can't. Oh, the first time... When I went uh, for my piece uh, test, I was I was in the park with the lady. I stalled it in the park. I stalled yeah. it in the park. She said, okay, look, you, you got one more chance. I got out of the park. Um, went around the corner, went down to the roundabout, and a man cut me off coming to the right side of the roundabout. Oh, yeah. And what ended up happening was I stalled it again. Mm. She said, well, you can go to the rest of it, but, you know, you've sort of failed, so you, you could turn around. And I said, okay, yep, I'm <laughs> going back. i just turn around. <laughs> and I had my, um, my, the man who taught me how to drive. He was, and he was with me, and he was so, he was disappointed, but he looked angry. Like, yeah. Because, oh, I get it. It looks bad on his business, sure. Yeah. But I felt like the biggest asshole, like, <laughs> making him look bad. And he made me look bad. Like, he made me feel so bad. I'm driving yeah. back. And this is from, like, Musselbrook. Back to going about half an hour. And yeah. then I'm like, oh, shit. Um, I can't get into my bank to pay you the $20 for this driving lesson, quote, unquote. Yeah. So, to ring my grandma and say, Grandma, do you have any... <laughs> any $50 notes that are like sitting somewhere in the house <laughs> and chilling. luckily she did she yeah. wasn't home oh fuck me it was yeah bad time bad time but I got yeah. my I got my peas in the end and everything's dandy everything's yeah. dandy now yeah, I'm a full license yeah, full um, license man able to do everything at driving that doesn't really make a difference in the end I guess from yeah. going from red to green is like a big difference you can go that extra 100k's but other than that it's like not that not that bad. It's a big difference going from L to P, I'll tell you that much. Oh, God, yeah. yeah. You can actually do things. <laughs> I'm sick of being on my L's. Of, uh, um, no I good. wanted to ask you, um, yes. what what podcasts have you been listening to, like, in general lately? Oh, uh, okay. So, I have always listened to the Misfits podcast. Why the Misfits podcast? I was a, I was a fan. I can't remember how I found them. But I, has, I have been a fan for a, a while now. Like probably like a year and a half. I I can't remember how I found them. I think I found Fitz first, mm. and then like I branched into the other channels like Swagger Souls and Zuckles and Matt mm. yeah, and all that. Because you're a gaming channel fan, aren't you? Oh god, yeah, yeah. yeah. I I I am an old school Jacksepticeye fan. <laughs> like, dude, I was there. I am a classic Sugar Conroy fan. Mm. Uh, Markiplier is always a, a uh, legend. Yes. Uh, I was never into PewDiePie. Like, 
Hmm. I watched his Minecraft series and I liked it, but like I, I, I was never, I was never emotionally attached to his channel as much as yeah. I was to like Jack and Mark and all that. Hmm. But um, yeah, I found Fitz branched into the other channels and then, uh, so I had never ever been into podcasts before I listened to them. Like Mm-mm. I'd never thought because to me it was like an audio book and I hate books. Like <laughs> I can't, yeah. I can't do it for some reason. But um. I was like, you know what? These guys are pretty funny. It's probably it's probably better than I'm thinking. Yeah. So I went to Spotify, I listened to the first episode, and I was gone. Oh, that's pretty good actually. So <laughs> that, that I think that had like 20 episodes made. So I, I just like binged them for part of the next week, and then I was like, now I'm up to date. Now I got to wait for the next episode. Um, cold ones. I found cold ones. I've actually quite enjoyed cold ones recently. Yeah, actually, I I don't listen to them religiously. Like. Every now and then, like a video, like their podcast, I'll pop them up uh, up on my YouTube and I'll watch that. Um, so Cold Ones is very, it's I don't know, it's very special as well because I think it's like, you know, they're not putting out a weekly podcast. Like Misfits, who are Australian yeah. for those who don't know. Um, yeah, they're New Zealand, Australian and America. Who's the American? So, okay. So, the New Zealand guys, they're Fitz and uh, McCreamy. Mm. Um, the American is Matt... Uh, swagger mm. and I think some of the managers and all that um, and the Australian is Zuckles yeah okay yeah so the, it's a good mix because it yeah, is a good mix yeah good old New Zealand our brothers yeah see and then with with Cold One which is hosted by um, Chad anything for views anything and Max views. Mofo yeah it's a very special podcast like it's you know it's not weekly it's you know they get a good guest and they release so a they decent have- 45-minute video. And yeah, the rest is yeah. on Patreon as well. Like that's, um, I've had a few people I know subscribe to the Patreon, which I think it like ends up being like an hour and a half-ish yeah, yeah. in total. So it's like you, it's probably it's like no, it's probably worth yeah. paying for if you're a regular listener sort of thing. Yeah. The only thing I'm annoyed about the Misfits mm. is that my hoodie is not here yet. How long ago did you order it? Oh, maybe two weeks now maybe. I'm not sure. And if it's Australian, like, that's a long, well, long, long no, time. No, it comes from yeah. America. Comes Does it come from America? Yeah, I think it's manufactured. Like, the hoodies are actually manufactured in America. Interesting. I didn't think it I was. Think I thought, it, I thought, it, have an Austra- I thought it would have an Australian ma- manufacturer. I could be wrong. I, But that's my theory of why it's taking so long. Because I've ordered... Like, I ordered... I've got two rings on right now. I ordered these, like, a week ago. And they were here, like, two days... Oh, four days ago. Interesting. Like, they were here pretty fast. And I ordered... Something else, I can't remember. I ordered a uh, black hoodie uh, from Big W because I was like, I only had one hoodie and I was like, I need another hoodie. Yeah. So I ordered one and it was here in like a week and I was like, hell yeah. Very quick. But this hoodie cost me a hundred dollars. Hey. That is, uh, dude, I was like, I was like, oh, do I really want to spend it? And then I I watched it the, when they uploaded the vlog, mm. their, one of their latest vlogs. That's when I got it. Oh, so it would have been whatever that day that came out. That's when I got it. Because um, they had a discount code in that video, and then I think they had a discount that day anyway. So yeah, I ended up yeah. like almost negating the shipping cost. Shit. Um, but I didn't look at it. It said uh, fifty dollars, and mm. I was like, "Dude, that's so much better than one hundred and twenty dollars, like it was last time I checked." And then I went to my bank account. I looked at the money that was subtracted, and it was like a hundred dollars gone. I was like, "Hold on, it said it was only fifty. Look at the money. Oh, it's American." Oh, gotcha. fuck, that's funny. Yeah. I would have never but guessed. Like, was that, like you know, they're an Australian group. Like, they're yeah, based they're in Australia. Based. Yeah, Melbourne. Yeah. 
you'd think that it would be in Australian dollars. That's fucking yeah, funny yeah. shit. But I was like, eh, it's worth it. It probably goes to, I don't know what it goes to, but yeah. That's quite funny. Um, yeah. Have you listened to much, have you ever listened to the Joe Rogan experience at all? I have listened to one episode. No, I've listened to like three or something. Mm. I haven't listened to them like fully. Like I I clicked on it and I'd like skip through like every couple of minutes and I, I never got into him. I was, yeah, I was like, eh, all right, he's there. I think it depends. Like, because he is, without a doubt, Joe Rogan has the most popular podcast on oh, the planet, yeah. without a doubt. And oh, I think yeah. it's like, you know, he's releasing three or roughly two or three a week. They're all yeah. like at least two, three hours long. long. Yeah, they're fuck, long. Fuck, but I think, but the th- I think the good thing with that is you can pick and choose. And yeah. it, like, you know, there's like, I listen to a lot of ones with like filmmakers, comedians. Like, I listen to one, I'm listening to one with Kevin Smith. He made, yeah. um, Jay and Silent Bob, um, the I listened to one with Bill Burr, the comedian. Um, mm-hmm. Listened to Bo Burnham one. Um, listened yeah, to God, there's, God there's, there's, there's quite a few. There's quite a few that I listen to, and I think it's good because he's a comedian himself, and he's quite he's quite a smart, smart, smart man. Oh, now, yeah. It's sort of um, it's helped me. Like he he did one recently. I was recommended one. It was with a man, and he was like, I think he was simply just a marathon runner. Like he he was a. Like he, he was in the army at one point, et cetera, et cetera. And it was just talking about like, like his view on life and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. And it was very, very interesting. And it helps you because like, I think at like, you know, the early stages of your life, like even now for me, like I'm still trying to figure out who I am, what's yeah, the best yeah. way to do things, like how to live my life. And this is getting deep. And it is getting deep, but I like deep. And that's, <laughs> yeah, and that's the yeah. thing, like, Joe Rogan sort of inspired my podcast as well. It is inspired on We Talk, without a doubt. Yeah. Um, I think that, like, listening to a lot of Joe Rogan's podcasts with the different people, and, like, you know, Joe always gives his, his um, like, he's very, very good at interviewing people because it's very... I remember reading a quote at one point, he was like, oh, because he's got over a thousand episodes now. And oh, yeah. Far fuckload. And he, at one point he was saying... Like, I started to go towards... Because some people said, oh, you should go with a more interview style. And like, you know, like like as a legit interview podcast. And he tried that. And it just didn't feel right for him. It didn't flow. And it wasn't as popular either. Well, it's going to fit his style. And exactly right. And his style is just asking things that he's interested in. And that sort of inspired me to go, I'm just going to talk about whatever the fuck I want. If I'm... I think pa- being passionate about something and being like if you can see that somebody enjoys talking about something. Oh yeah, yeah. Of course, it's gonna be it's gonna be something good to, to listen it's to. Be so much better than they're just going. Oh yeah, I really enjoy this. But yeah. And yeah. and like I yeah. think I've got to the point where I can sort of like I can have a conversation with not like like nearly anybody and go yeah. and you know and ask questions that are interesting and bring the conversation forward. Blah 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 blah. And like, for yeah. example, for this episode, who, like, if you just saw that, oh, um, Matt and Liam are going to talk about, like, the HSC and uh, and Viva Voce's, like, that sounds yeah. fucking dumb. But if you yeah. understand what this pod, if you understand what this podcast is, if you listen to the podcast and you sort of like, because podcasts are hard to get into, I think, like. Yeah, they can be, yeah. I think it's like people listen to just a handful of podcasts. I think that because we're sort of like 30, 40 minutes long and we're very digestible. Yeah. You know, I think it's easier for people to come in and go, okay, like, and smash it out. And yeah, I listen to good, podcasts yeah. on one and a half, one and a half speed as well. It's like, yeah, I was weird. I don't know how I, you do that. <laughs> I've, it's always how I've always been. Like, I, my brain can take that in and I can yeah. listen to it and absorb all the information that I need to. And 
Oh, I don't know. And I think that, I don't know. Like it's, it's inspired, Joe Rogan's inspired me to just talk about whatever I want. And if people like it, they like it. Um, yeah. I, and I think that I can talk about things that people don't know about to an extent. Like I'm not, of course, I'm not the best fucking podcast in the world. If, if I was, we'd be, I'd be much bigger by now. Yeah, we'd be but, Joe Rogan level. <laughs> I think, it, you know, that's only half of it as well. I think luck is a lot of it as well. Like, Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. Without a doubt. Like, that's with any, like, that's with, like, any creator of, or personality of any sort. Yeah. Ha- there are so many small creators who are making such great stuff. And if they just had the audience or the financial backing behind them, they'd be yeah, fucking yeah. great. I was uh, watching a video. Uh, it was about, there's this Australian YouTuber, Diamond Bolt, I think his name is. Mm. Yeah, yeah. And he was talking about, like, he was, re- he was like, doing, like, a joke review of The Cat in the Hat, the one with Mike Myers in it. Yeah. I, I love that video so much. It's so good. Fuck but he was saying, like, um, dear a- amateur filmmakers, your brilliant idea will never get made, but this did. And I'm just like, oh, that's 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 very true. There's some dumb movies out there. Oh, fuck But there's also is. some really smart people who aren't known that have a really good idea, but it just won't ever get noticed. But that's that a, did. That's the thing. It's mainstream, like, you know, the gatekeepers who have yeah. the money to make big budget things. Like, mm. that's the thing. Like, like some, like indie films are great for in their own sense. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like, when you can see that authenticity and all that sort of thing. And I think that it's harder to get money directly from somebody who will fund a project, a film, a web series, whatever. Like that's like, you look at people who, how they're monetizing now. It's through their fan bases, through like Patreon yeah. and merchandise and all that sort of shit, and through brand deals, through brands who are trying to get their name out there um, for their own companies. Like, there's nothing through like you know like through ad like obviously AdSense is a bit dead in the internet sphere of yeah. entertainment, but like in the mainstream, like a lot of that's just okay. Who is paying for um, a show on television? It's the it's the networks themselves who are backed by who are owned by, you know, huge multimedia huge companies, companies yeah. with... Exactly. And that's exactly right. And that they're the ones who control it. Like, yeah. it's... I've always thought that it's actually quite interesting. Adult Swim, who make Rick and Morty, a lot of my favorite shows, Space Goes, Coast to Coast. a lot of things. Oh, fuck yeah. yes. Um, I find it quite interesting that they're owned by Turner Media. Yeah. And they're giving chances to people who... Like, small creators. Like, not small creators, but like... They're a Just, network yeah, who's like little things back in the, compared to that, yeah. Exactly, because back in the day, um, Adult Swim started two thousand one, and what they had they did like Space Ghost was just they took um, like not some of the frames, some of the the art from an, the original Space Ghost cartoon back in the seventies, because that was in the the Hanna Barbera um, like archives. Same with like Zorak was a was a character in Space Ghost. Brack was this character in Space Ghost. And they'd put them on their own backgrounds and they would like um, just animate the the mouths and all that sort of thing. Like it was very dialogue heavy. And yeah. they, that's how Adult Swim began. And like, you know, if there was, there'd be no Rick and Morty without Space Ghost Coast to Coast. That's no. the thing. And like, they're all alternative voices. Like back in, like they're, they aren't following the mainstream comedy, the mainstream entertainment um, yeah. way of doing thing. It's very interesting that like Adult Swim, like despite being owned by Turner, they've, I guess it's it's proof of concept. Space Ghost, like, you know, it built an audience, like a late night audience. And they, they go, okay, there's an audience here. For, for the advertisers, the brands, they go, there's an audience here. And, you know, 
obviously Rick and Morty's become like a very, very big mainstream success now. now. Without really a big. doubt. You go to a fucking cotton on store and you can buy a fucking pickle rig shirt, which is you know, <laughs> sort of cringe, but you but, seen the new memes on that? Oh yes, I have. The 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 behind the slaughter. Yeah, I have. Oh fucking Oh, they're they're good. <laughs> ridiculous. Uh. But but that's the thing, there would be no Adult Swim has given like a chance for like alternative sort of okay, well in this sense in this uh, for adults itself alternative comedy has given it's it a chance alternative, yeah oh god yeah like that you know out of people in your in for example in your year i bet you only like 10 percent of it probably five percent of it would find that funny because it's a very it's a very niche sort of humor to an extent like obviously like i don't know rick and morty is you know rick and morty was pretty big like when it came out everyone was talking about it but oh yeah, I think it's more accepted as well. But it's the same oh, thing yeah. with like it's the same thing with like podcasts and that. Like, yeah, five years ago people wouldn't, wouldn't listen to podcasts. Ten years ago, like there was only a handful. Um, Ricky Gervais had a podcast which was like quite big. Oh, and yeah. when you when you when people thought of podcasts, it was like Ricky Gervais, um, Joe Rogan, um, and a handful of others. And it was just it it wasn't like it was now. Like it's like now. Um, what do you call a, a group of um of white guys sitting in a room, a podcast, like, ha ha. Like that's, <laughs> everybody has yeah. a podcast now. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like part of me wishes that I did start, I've said this in many podcasts. I wish I started like 10 years ago because there's, you know, it's almost oversaturated now. That's yeah. the thing. There's a lot of people just um, like for another alternative source of media, they're just like, I'll just make a podcast. And I'll just talk about stuff. You know, but yeah. Like the Misfits didn't have to make a podcast. They made it because they had to tell a story and they were like, they went on like they went to Europe and they had to tell a story, and they were like, "Okay, let's just start a podcast. Doesn't matter if it's like doesn't matter if this takes off or anything, but this is where the story is, so people can listen to it if they want to." And that was it. That was and it. Then it took off. And then it took off from there. Everyone was like, "Okay, you need to do more because this is working." Yeah, and, and that's, that's the thing. It, like, yeah. like I think, you know, I think like the same thing with like um, with Omni itself. I think a small majority of the audience itself is going to listen to the podcast a lot. Um, a much bigger majority is going to watch Marty's Net Show and the video content, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. Same thing with yeah. like, because it's part of the same audience, but like the thing is podcasts aren't as, they're still not as accepted as, mm. as, as it should be, I think, because it's a very, very good form. Like, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, people, like radio was, radio is still quite big to an oh, extent, yeah. it's, but it's yeah, dying. Yeah. It's dying very much so. It is. It really is. I remember looking on um because BBC in 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 um the UK uh-huh, they have a very funny. big um sort of I don't know, they have a lot of they have a lot of shows like because just looking at their Wikipedia it's nothing like Australian radio is which is very yeah. like you know government run it's very mundane like it's very yeah. um, Australian is Australia is really weird when it comes to radio it is it's and it's like it's it's either um it's either news it's either like talkback radio or it's um. Political you know, stuff. Political then stuff. The, then and you got exactly the modern right. one. They got the modern Stalzy and Damo. And that's and that's exactly what I was gonna say. It's the it's yeah. the Stalzy and Damos, it's the um it's the the yeah. shitty talkback radio, it's the shitty, you know, um t- uh two people who used to be on a reality show who yeah. who now get to um fucking host a radio host show radio. in fucking Melbourne. It's like that's yeah. what and that's fucking shit. It's just like these aren't these are like you know, some of them end up being decent personalities, but yeah, yeah. A lot of them much a lot of them aren't that good. That's a the lot thing. Of you, a lot of them you can just tell a fake. Like, oh, good, yeah. Bad. Like, I can't listen to Stolz and Damo. I've met them in real life. Oh, really? Yeah, I've met them in real life. Um, we did, like, a, a advertisement for the school musical. We did it. Mm. 
and I met them there. They were, they were pretty chill, you know. Um, but like, as soon as they jumped on the radio, you could just the switch was like crazy. And like, That's I can't. Funny. Now that I've met them, I'm like, they're great blokes. They really are. They're just real chill and just real nice. But now that I've seen them in real life, now that I've seen them on the radio, it's like a big switch, and I'm like, I can't, I can't do that anymore. But I, I never listened to mainstream radio anyway because I hated it. Oh god, yeah. It's, yeah, it's not music, yeah, and that's not it's not good. And it's like no. one thing. Um, Lewis Spears, who's an Australian comedian. Um, yeah, yeah, he's quite a good guy. Because um, he was, he was. I listened to him on a podcast. And he was talking about when him and uh, Lewis and Luke, um, Luke Kidgel, they had a podcast. They had a, for a radio show, and every like half a minute, they were required to say like the other person's name because it's like people just switch in on a yeah. radio. Do you know what I mean? Like it's like. Oh, that's all right, Lewis. Like, um, yeah, Luke, that's right. Um, yeah, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Because that's how people are supposed to know who is talking. Like, they're yeah. not notable people. Like, you know, you know, Hamish and Andy. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Like, yeah. and they're on like you know five days a week, et cetera, et cetera. If yeah. you, it's just it's channel flicking a lot of the time. Like, you know, yeah, radio is not really good that way because if you, like, if you jump in halfway through like this really really big discussion, mm. ah, see, you don't know what's going on. You exactly. don't know who's on what side. You know who to agree with. You don't know anything. But with exactly. podcasts, you can, rev- you can, you know, you start from the beginning, you know, you can start wherever you want. That's what those, a lot it's of the big radio companies are doing now. Yeah. The radio companies are getting into podcasting because that's the medium. That's where everyone yeah. wants to be. That's where the, and that's probably where the money is too. Like there's huge oh, podcasts yeah. now. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of podcasts um, on Spotify and all that stuff. And it, course, yeah, yeah. a lot of them are partnering with Spotify. Um, yeah, as well. I've noticed it actually. Yeah. And it's good because Spotify still lets them have creative control. Oh, God, yeah. And that's what yeah. I think it, the biggest part of creating anything is the creative control. Like, I think yeah. um, Screen Australia, who fund a lot of, um, like, they fund movies and they fund TV shows, blah, blah, blah. But, like, with web stuff, they a lot of their projects are, like, we want to fund projects where people can keep their creative licenses and they yeah. can have, they can have, they can keep all the rights to their shit. Because, like, you know, if you send it, for example, if I went to send a um, a pilot to the ABC or Adult Swim, et cetera, et cetera, yeah. in many, many cases, like, they end up owning that pilot to an yeah. extent. Like, there's there's a lot of um, semantics involved with it, like how long you have to wait and where you can use it and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Mm. But, like, that's just how the mainstream media works. I was going to bring up that before uh, when we're talking about amateur th- uh, filmmakers. I feel yeah. like another reason why we don't see a lot of them is because they're scared of the creative control. Like, yeah. I would be. Like, if I... Because then maybe... Let's, let's say this, yeah. You're an amateur filmmaker and you made, like, a really, really cool project and you're going to pitch it to, like, this company so they can fund you or whatever. They say, yeah, that's all cool. But, you know, we have this much creative control. And then you're yeah. going... Well, if I don't take it, when's the next time I'm going to get an opportunity? But if I do take it, my whole uh, idea can be flipped. Yeah, and, and that's exactly right. Yeah. It's like with, um, before we sort of end up summing up, um, Smosh, when it was bought, they, you know, yeah. they sold the company, they sold Smosh, the company, to Define Media. And like, you know, there was, um, they helped create, like, you know, fund the stuff, blah, blah, blah. On, but like on Smosh Pit, which is their second channel, the yeah. p- people at Defy were like, oh, nature shows are big. Let's do a nature show. And it's like, it's not organic for these two commit, like, because the, they ended up um, building like four or five people around Ian and Anthony, obviously before Anthony yeah. left, et cetera, et cetera. And they made a movie and, as well. And that's what I was going to say. Um, I was listening to Cold Ones and it was 
Ian talking about, like, they had pretty much no... Like, obviously, they had some creative control, et cetera, et cetera. But, yeah. like, um, and he was saying that, like, with the... um, How they sort of, like, rated the movie, if it had, like, one or two swear words, it would be rated R. And yeah. it's like, oh, okay, fuck's sake. Um, I think the, the system is, if it's a PG movie, like, not PG... No, PG-13, I think you're allowed one swear word. Yeah, one swear word. And then it goes up from there, whatever. And the thing with that is, it's like, you know, okay, if you want a wide release, PG-13. Um, yeah, that's and it's, easy, yeah. And it's very rare that, unless you are a big budget movie with a big, you know, like a, and that's going to get pushed, for example, I think... Um, uh, yeah, look at the, the Marvel movies and stuff like that. Some of them are M because it's got violence or whatever, mm. but kids know what they're watching. They're like, yeah. oh, it's Superman. I can go and watch Super. I don't know. It, yeah. It's Spider-Man, it's M, but it's Spider-Man, I know exactly what I'm going to get. Yeah, exactly right. And have, like, was was it rated R? Um, I, f- I have a f- strong I feeling it was rated M-A-L-R. It was one of them. It was definitely M-A-R-R, because it would not... Mm. I think I think the first one was M-A. I haven't mm. seen the second one, because I didn't even like the first one. Like I was like... If you didn't like the first yeah, one. It's, it's not that scary to me. I don't yeah, find... It's all right. The, I don't find clowns um, scary at all. <laughs> Killer clowns? I Question mean, mark? I'm just going to put it... If I see a clown in the middle of the night standing at the edge of my bed, of course I'm going to be shit scared. Of course, yeah. But I'm not scared of the idea of clowns. No. Like, because I've seen too many of those YouTube prank videos of people oh, going with like a fake machete and like a balloon filled with like uh, ink that's red and they pop it and it looks like someone's head exploding. Yeah. I've seen too many of that and it... Like, I haven't seen the original, hmm. but that's all dated and that wouldn't make me scared. No, oh, yeah, I understand. I'm not scared of horror movies that much anymore. No, that's the thing. I've, I've, I find it, it takes a bit for me to get scared of a horror movie. Have you seen Us, actually? Us. I have heard of it. I haven't seen it. Great, great film. Key, um, yeah. what's his name? Oh, he's from Key and Peele. Jordan Peele, who was oh, yeah, a comedian. Yeah. Um, he created Us. He created... Oh, what was the movie created? I can't even think of the movie he created before that. Um, but Us was, you know, the the, four, the black family. They go to this little um, holiday house yeah. and these people who are look exactly like them um, break into the house and take control and blah, blah, blah. I won't spoil the movie because it's quite a good movie. Like, I might discuss it as... We might discuss it at one point, actually, because it is yeah. quite, a, quite a good movie. But like it's a it's a very very well written movie. It's scary. It's actually quite yeah. scary, and I never get scared by films like that. No, the, I used to be scared of Doctor Who when I was a kid. Really? <laughs> yeah, that's quite. No, I remember fucking funny. It was like there'd be a rewind. There was this one episode, and mm. now I know all about the time period that it's based in. And I'm like, that's not scary at all. No. But when I first saw it, I was I was hiding under the blanket and everything, dude. I was dying. That's it was fucking so funny. traumatizing. And now I watch it and I'm like, that's not funny. That, no, that's fuck, not scary. That's not scary, not scary. fucking all. <laughs> no. That's fucking good. Yeah. Um, before we sort of sum up. Um, yes. What What do you think makes a good podcast? Like, okay. Uh, do you, like, you know, my goal is somebody can just like randomly stumble upon this and go, I like this. And then obviously become a listener. That is a very simple idea, of course. Mm. But like, what do you think makes a good podcast? What do you think would make you just like, what does it have to be about it that you can just come in, listen and go, I'm going to listen to this podcast on a regular, semi-regular basis? Um, for me, it would be the people in it, definitely. 
Oh, 100%. Uh, a podcast with no one I can, like, not not necessarily relate to, but, like, uh, connect with. Mm, yeah. Um, it's got to be... If there has to be substance to it. It can't just be, like, two, two guys just coming on and talking about... Like, I don't even know something, but they they've got to have a personality, like they've got to have something a, like a flair to them. Oh god, yeah. And they've got to enjoy it because if you don't enjoy doing a podcast, then it it comes across like you don't enjoy doing a podcast to the 100%. audience. Hundred percent. Yeah, I think that's yeah. like the whole thing with like you know any three white guys can go make a podcast, but yeah, to actually be entertaining and actually be something that you can listen to more than a few times, it's a completely different story. Yeah. Yeah. And it, yeah, it can't be rambled on about yeah. Because Family Guy did a thing about it. <laughs> Cleveland just kept yeah. They Peter's like, oh, make a podcast, and everyone's like, yeah, we'll make a podcast. And Cleveland just talked about garbage for two hours, and yeah, <laughs> it's just it's got to have a balance. It's got to have because. yeah, yeah. See, I think I like Omni Talk because it's consumable. Like, obviously, this is coming on like forty-five minutes, but like not. Yeah. All, <laughs> we we try to keep it at like you know thirty, forty minutes. Anything yeah. longer, it's just like oh, that little bit of extra. You know, extra cream, something, something special. Yeah, exactly. Something special for those yeah, those would, fans who are like, you know, you're sticking around. Audience. Do yeah. it for the audience. Exactly. Here's right. an extra fifteen minutes. Exactly. You know. Well, um, thanks, Liam, for joining us on the pod. Your first. No problem. Uh, so we needed. Um, we needed because I eventually want to have like you know occasionally here and there someone in the studio with me because like okay. you know I like the radio I like the radio sort of feel and it's like obviously the situation yeah, of yeah. like me moving away. It's it's actually very interesting. I'm actually sort of getting into it because I've always wanted Omni Talk to be like a, a to have that radio sort of feel. And yeah, yeah, I remember you saying that. Because it's it's a talk show, pod, I don't know. It's a talk show. I don't know. I think I'm just very specific. Um, it's like it just <laughs> it's different. It differentiates us from every other white guys having a podcast. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that's I don't know. Just just the the feel. And we're not boomers either. No, exactly right. Um, we're but, hip and cool. We're in the times. You could, you could tell that. On We Talk is hosted by Matthew Winner, produced by On We. You can listen to the show on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, or watch it in its entirety at youtube.com slash TV one You can show your support by becoming an On We Plus member, where you get exclusive series and podcasts, early access, and member-only perks. Join us at onwe.tv forward slash plus. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week.